0: By definition, an antenna is a metal whip designed to receive and transmit radio signals within a given area.
1: It's B.S. in the Morning on KSLQ and Westplex 1071.
2: Westplex 1071, you are listening to B.S. in the Morning. I am Shelley. he is Brad, and together we make B.S. in a Trimal Cast. 104.5 uh, KSLQ, Westplex 1071, and AM 1350 KRAP. How are you today, Brad? Good talk. <laughs> well, if he's going to sit there and let me talk, then I'm going to have to sit there and talk about that little nugget of mine. Okay. So yesterday I didn't get to see um, the babes, the mini babes. That's what I call her is the mini babes that I would be talking about Harper Faye. She was actually an official month old yesterday. And um, she's just this little nugget. So I, it's been a long time since I've been around little babies. Like Shelley, little little what's babies this BS
1: about being a grandma. And don't you know you can't say that anymore? You
3: are a grand person.
2: I'm a grandma. She's going to call me grandma.
3: You know, you don't uh, you don't need me. You do such a good job. I could just turn the mic on for you and just go away for 2 hours and you do just fine.
2: Actually, that's not completely <laughs> accurate. I was just listening to myself, Brad. No. You need to stay. Oh,
3: <laughs> wow, somebody actually wants me, man. That's a change. Uh
2: Everybody wants you, I, I, derner, I don't derner. think that's the oh, case. Oh, I'm sorry, not, this I know genre. That's not I'm the chat. Sorry, case. oopsie. Uh
3: BS of the morning, you already said that, right? I did. You already said we're all the tribal cast, right? Yep. You already said uh that uh it's Tuesday. So happy it's Tuesday. S H I something like that. So happy it's Tuesday, right?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say that, but thank you for covering me. <laughs>
3: We'll be like the tactical you-know-what guys, right?
2: <laughs> I'm sorry?
3: I said, we'll be like the tactical you-know-what guys. You know, the tactical. Yeah, yeah. You know, I told you I figured out who that was. Remember I told you that story?
2: No, you didn't. Oh, yeah,
3: yeah. I told you that story.
2: No, you didn't. I did
3: tell you that story. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, but that's a whole other story. Anyway, it's 616. Uh, it is a Tuesday morning. It's BS in the morning and uh boy you know what we didn't talk about yesterday what we didn't talk about you're supposed to insert something there no we didn't talk about Brittany. Brittany's. i'll oh, fr- leave
2: Brittany alone no
3: Brittany's free did you hear that i did not oh yeah yeah the judge the judge out the conservatorship and she's like her own woman now which is like it's about time
2: I yeah. am so excited for her. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. They still, I think they still have, like, one of the CPAs still going to, like, oversee her finances.
2: And, you know, it. Well, it, she should have somebody.
3: You know, I, I know she's people. She's a
2: corporation herself.
3: Right. I know people who are wackier than her who, who are not under any conservatorship. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and I think a lot of that was done in the press. I mean, obviously, she's got, you know, anybody who's at that level of fame and fortune, I mean, you're a little bit eccentric. You know, find, find me somebody who isn't. You know, they just, when they get that kind of money, they get to the point where, you know, they get sort of bulletproof. It's like, it's like I told you the story about the, uh, about Pastor Ron Simmons told me the story years ago about what he got taught in divinity school, about the three G's. <sighs> no, 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 seriously. The three G's. I uh,
2: know what the three G's Shelley are.
3: Shelly gets all mad at me when I say this, but, this is a long story made real short. Years ago, when I was on the original KSOQ, I worked Sunday morning shift because nobody else would work it because of the fact that nobody else was was conscious at Sunday morning because they were all out partying Saturday night, but I was. So I'd come in, and right before me there was Pastor Ron Simmons, who was this great guy, and he was one of these southern boys who had a big church, and at the time it was the Abundant Life Church right there in 270, uh, on the west side of 270 between uh, the, uh, what, the Clayton Road overpass and the jj kelly overpass essentially between highway 40 and manchester and there used to be this church by where i used to live when i was a single guy i lived in the apartments right there at page and 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 uh, 270 and there was a church up the street on 270 called the sheep shed which is gone matter of fact it was the maryland heights community center they tore it down they built a new one and it was super popular and then all of a sudden one day i went by there and there was nobody there anymore and I said, Ron, what happened to the, the the sheep shed? All of a sudden, nobody goes there anymore. Oh, he says, that that pastor was victim of the three G's. I go, the three G's, and he says, yes. He says, we were taught that when you become a pastor and you start your church becomes successful, the first G you'll get is glory. The people go like, oh my God, pastor, you were so good in that sermon. And then the second G is gold when the when the collection plate goes around, and more and more people are there, and more and more people are putting money in the collection plate, that's the second G, and then you're on the brink of being in trouble. And then the third G is gals. There will be someone in the in the uh, audience. Someone we call it. What who, who, who do you call the people who are in the uh, audience at a church? The flock or whatever. Come on, help me. What do you call it? The gathering the congregation congregation that's word i'm looking for there'd be someone in the congregation some woman in the congregation who will just be completely awestruck with you and will want to get to know you better if you know what i mean and that's the third g and when you get to the third g you're gone the church will implode and that's exactly what happened so so now i've taught you the lesson of when you're a pastor you guys out there and gals too I guess I guess with the gals it would be the it would still be the three g's because it would be gold glory, and guys right
2: no no would be the two g's plus a p no 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 but uh-huh. if, if
3: you're the woman pastor you you you'd, you'd get the gold you'd get the glory you'd gold and then you'd get the guys so it'd still be the Gs see gotta keep it constant three g's anyway that's the three g story
2: people. People. You can't have guys and girls anymore. You have people.
3: <laughs> well, then the three Gs doesn't work either because it's gold. It's it's glory, golden gals. So,
2: yeah, God, sorry.
3: This whole thing is so screwy. You know, I mean, you know the the interesting thing is, I'm glad to see the parents are revolting in some of these. And revolting is the wrong word because, of course, they've been uh, they've been deemed to be uh, you know terrorists and stuff like that. But I'm glad to see that they're. And you know what the crazy thing about it is? You know what the problem with this is like in everything when's the last time you voted for someone for school board tell me when's the last time you voted for somebody's school board i last, i can't remember i voted last election last election I i'm not trying to say i'm great or anything like that but i you know and to the point where i actually did a little bit of research okay what's this person who you know who are they what are they like you know with their background stuff like that but you can't even remember no so you don't even,
2: not I, because it's been so long. It's just that I can't remember.
3: But have you ever voted for anybody for school board? I have. Okay, but you did you know who you were voting for? See, the, the,
2: one instance, and that was it.
3: The interesting thing is, it's like the fire board. The fire board is the same thing. You know, you, you had all these different boards that you vote for, and you go like, "Well, I don't really know these people." You know, I mean, and you you trust that you know that you go into the into the polling place are are like in in uh, California, you just you know send somebody else to vote for you. Uh, <laughs> that was, I'm sorry, did I say? Wasn't that,
2: that half of the? <laughs> never mind. Mm-mm, let's not go there.
3: Are, are moving you, on? Are you someone pays you to vote a certain way? You know, vote
2: again. Moving on.
3: Vote early. Or vote often. You know, because one of those things. I mean, who knows? and but the crazy thing about it is is that the school board people have so much influence on what happens to your kids i mean it's one of those crazy things you know god my mom and dad my my not my dad my mom would like my mom would would you know like call these guys up at home you know because back in the day we're all guys no women were allowed on school boards isn't that crazy in our lifetime all the things that were dominated by men are now like dominated by women like OBGYNs, right Every woman back in the day, every every woman had a male OBGYN. Your OBGYN is a woman, right? Um No.
2: I'm I don't have one, but my other OBGYN was a male.
3: Wow, really? Yes. I think you're one of the few women that has told me she has a uh, that she has a male OBGYN.
2: That's because now um the doctors when they go into a certain profession, yeah. You know they have to pick their profession, and some of them choose anesthesiology,
3: like Doctor. Peter, and
2: not gynecology because those things are made to be played with, not worked on.
3: <laughs> did you just say that?
2: I did. Do you know why I said that? What? Because my my half my step said that. He went into <laughs> anesthesiology. I was like, oh my gosh, you're going to become like a gyno, like a Caribbean gyno, like on SNL. And he's like, "No, and then he just said what I said, what I just repeated.
3: I wow. can't believe it came out of your mouth. If I would have said that you would have been mad at me, you would have, I can't believe
2: you said that you shouldn't say that
3: right, but you can say that kind of stuff, right?
2: Yeah, <laughs> see, she admits it too, <laughs> oh okay." I'm not the one that originally said it. I was quoting um, (laughs) my beloved
3: stepbrother. So I get it. (laughs) No matter what you say, as long as you're quoting somebody else, it's okay then, right? I'll remember that. (laughs) (laughs) I'll I'll go up to somebody I don't like. Hey, you know what? I really think you're a good person, but Shelly thinks you're just a huge butthead. Whoa whoa, whoa, whoa! whoa! What do you mean, Joe? I, I wouldn't. I would never say that. But Shelly thinks you're a cretin, and you're, a, you know, you're just the worst person in the world. And if you moved next to her, she would move, and she would sell her house for ten dollars. She, she just thinks so little of you.
2: Who well. told you that I was doing that?
3: <laughs> you could go cuss somebody out, and you go, "Hey, look, it's not me, but I think you're a blah blah blah." Well, who is that? Well, Shelly says that. I didn't say that. I think you're a nice guy myself, but Shelly says you're an MF.
2: You know that that's not ever going to happen. <laughs>
3: yeah, right.
0: It's
2: Except for maybe with one person, but right. it's, I would not care. It's,
0: <laughs> it's 625. By definition, an antenna is a metal whip designed to receive and transmit radio signals within a given area.
1: It's BS in the morning on KSLQ and Westplex one oh seven one.
0: Can't get enough of that song. I'm sorry. It's BS
3: the morning. I'm Shelly. She's Brad. That's the way we roll, right?
2: That is the way we roll.
3: You know, I did something over the weekend. Hold on. I'm do something, something.
2: What did you do, pray tell? I hurt
3: my arm. I hurt my left arm, and now my left arm is, like, semi-functional. Is that terrible or what? Maybe I had a stroke. So what? Maybe I had Doing a stroke. Doing the work did...
2: of four men? As you usually well, do? I, I I have a reduced range
3: of motion in my left arm. It's not that I have a lot of pain. It's just like I can't, you know, like I said, maybe I had a stroke. I don't know. Uh, I just can't completely. What? I said maybe I had a stroke. You never know. Oh. At my age, when you get to be 80s, you know, your 80s, that happens a lot. It's sort of somewhat common. You know, that and, and ED, you know. <laughs> that and what? ED. <laughs> never mind. You don't listen to a Ed <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. Who's Ed. <laughs>
3: Good thing I'm not playing any more of your drops anymore because that would be a good one.
2: <laughs> oh, you've quit playing them all together? Yeah,
3: not playing any more your drops. Done. Got in trouble last week, so I'm not doing any of that. Just I'm giving a. You'll never hear any of your drops anymore. They're all gone.
2: Well, the cute ones I don't mind. It's the ones that have no business being repeated that bother me.
3: Well, I don't know the I don't know the difference because I think they're all cute.
2: Yeah, clearly you do not. <laughs> I think
3: they're all cute. <laughs> right? That's, that's just it. I think they're all cute.
2: <laughs> Aw, cute. How cute is that? Well, but
3: see, that's the whole thing. I mean, like comedy to someone is an insult to someone else. You know what I mean? It's like watching Saturday Night Live. It's like, okay, not this past weekend, but the weekend before. They had this thing, where they, you know where they did the newsroom? And it now is the news. You know, that used to be yes, like yes, way yes. back when it was Dennis Miller. Now there's been a bunch of people who have done it. They had yes. the gal on there who did this goofy, stupid thing about abortion. And she was dressed as a clown. And she was something, 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 the abortion clown. And I read all these oh, articles about, like... that
2: is that sounds terrible. Well,
3: that's what I thought. I read all these articles, like, oh, my God, Saturday Night Live, it was groundbreaking. They had a woman on there talking about the the problems of having an abortion, you know, and I'm going, like, okay, you know, I, I've i never thought that abor- having an abortion was, like, fun and games. And, you know, once again, I'm one of these people that, like, I sort of believe, you know, and I don't know, get in trouble with... My Republican friends, but I sort of believe just sort of like the same thing we're going through with the with the, with the vaccination, that it's your body, your choice, you know what I mean? And yes. I, I've always been that kind of person that my right to swing my fist ends at your nose. I'm not going to go to my next door neighbor and say, I don't like that color beige you painted your house and the Homeowners Association is going to come after you because we think that color beige is obnoxious. I'm one of those guys that like, hey, my next door neighbor paints this house, you know, magenta or orange or whatever. Uh, so what, you know? I can just tell people, hey, I live next to the Magenta House. You know, <laughs> I mean, there used to be a house on 141 until they, they widened 141 there just south of Manchester that was painted, like, bright purple, you know? And it was funny to the point where it was like a landmark. you go, like, okay, when you're going south on 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 141, when you see the bright purple house, make the left next left turn. You know what I mean? Because there was only one bright purple house. You know, but this, is like, for example, if you move into, like, and I'm not dissing people that live there, but I'm thinking to myself, I can never. Newtown, okay? it They used to. I don't know if they do anymore. There was an area of Newtown where you went in and there was like this display and they had the colors of the, of the that you could paint your house. And those were the only colors you could paint your little whatever it was, condo or whatever they call them. You know, that was the only colors you could paint them. And if you're going to put new shingles on your roof, you could only use these colors. And once you picked a color... You had to make sure it wasn't the same color as one of your next door neighbors, otherwise you couldn't use the color. I'm going like, okay, no thanks. You know that's why people move to Franklin County. You know, I mean, because if you want to if you want to paint your house orange, or they move to Warren County, or are you know, or Gasconade County, or stuff like that, uh, or even Lincoln County. You know, if you want to live in a you know, in a in a, a you know, a double wide that's you know green and red because you're a christmas freak you can do it right nobody's
0: gonna say oh my god the homeowners association
3: didn't like the color of your house you ever had that happen before? you know
2: when i was a little girl i lived in this tight-knit community and one of the people that uh, lived in the neighborhood on well on one of the streets in our neighborhood painted their house bright blue like bright blue and back then, it was called. We called it the Fun House because it was bright blue when we were kids. But as we were, th- you know, as we got older, like you know, as old as I am now, all I could think of was that was a political statement. Well, but, isn't it funny how your but your your thoughts change as you? No, but but here, that's a great example. But get maybe, older,
3: maybe it wasn't a political statement. Maybe it was just like bright blue. For example. I know someone in my family who shall remain nameless, got a different car, bright red car, and the neighbor across the street came over and said, "Oh, I don't like your color car." And they went, "What do you mean you don't like my color car? It's red, yeah?" And the problem with that, is, well, it's red, and the intimation was that they're like God Squad people, and it's the
2: oh it's, yeah well
3: it, it's um it's the my, devil. the it's, first
2: car that I ever bought. that i purchased myself right which i spent way too much money on um it was a red beretta bright red beretta
3: but see and and did you like that car i did see if i had a car um i've always wanted yellow and for a while ford made a yellow pickup truck for a while they made the mustang yellow uh for a while uh matter of fact um you know, there were there were a bunch of cars Now you can get the I don't know if you can do that in the Corvette anymore. Corvette used to have a really cool yellow. You can go online. Matter of fact, you can go on eBay, and I've done this before, show what a nerd I am, and you go in and you put a search, you put in yellow Corvette, and you'll get all sorts of different years Corvettes. But the, some of the years were not so great yellow, others were really cool yellow. I mean like the kind of yellow that just like goes down a highway and screams at you. By the way, <laughs> I didn't tell you this. Saturday night, it was like it was like right. Out, it was probably about an hour after dark. I'm driving to get myself something to eat, and I'm driving on on where was I? Was I on 70? I and I and I you know check my mirrors and I, I I'm in like the second from the right lane and I'm getting ready to get off one of the next places, so I'm getting into the right lane so I can get into the exit. And I put my blinker on, check my mirrors, even you know did my head back and I see nobody and I start to drift over into the lane. <coughs> There's a guy next to me without his lights on. I'm going like, "What is it about me and with people with no lights?" The reason I didn't see him cuz he's driving with no lights on. And I go like, "Cool." Oh. And the guy passes me on the right side, you know, no lights. I'm going like, it was like a good hour after sunset. I mean, it was dark, dark. It wasn't like Did wildlife. you
2: flash your lights at them?
3: Yeah, what good does it do? You know, he I, I if if I could, you know, he probably stuck his hand out the window, oh, you know, give me the, you know, the third phalange. You know, I'm going like, "Dude, Turn your lights on and I won't turn into your lane because I can't see you. you know what I mean like how am I supposed to see somebody at night when they don't have their lights on? And that has happened to me I, I guess about two years ago, I was at a stop sign and a fairly busy intersection, and something said to me, uh, you know I, I look you know check left, left, right check, right, check, left again, and I something said to me, you know, don't pull out. And I didn't. And a car goes whizzing by, by, by me, you know, going, you know, from left to right. No lights. I didn't see him. No lights. It
2: was your little guardian angel.
3: I guess it was, because otherwise, if I would have pulled out, I would have gotten t-boned right there in the intersection. You know, I don't get it. I mean, first off, like,
2: who's the traveling angel or the patron saint of travel? By the way, you know, I. Which reminds me, the seven
3: o'clock break. I'm going to talk about Danny Thomas. About who? Danny Thomas. Remember Danny Thomas? Is that Thomas?
2: the uh, muscular dystrophy dude?
3: No, 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 no. You got him mixed up. He's the St. Jude's guy. Danny Thomas. St.
2: Jude's, that's right. Right. That's right. Okay, yeah, and then Jerry Lewis's MDA.
3: Right, he was, yes, until they kicked him out, and when he got very mad about that. Did you know that? They kicked him out.
2: They kicked him out?
3: Yeah, last couple of years, they gave him the boot.
2: Sorry to of say. Why?
3: I don't know. They. I, I, I think they thought he was getting too old. You know, that's what happens when you get old. Like me, you know, like... I was in the O'Fallon chamber, and they said to me one day, hey, you're too old. You're out. We got kicked That's out. That's
2: not what they said to you. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, right. They kicked us out for other reasons. <laughs>
2: they never kicked us out, Brett.
3: <laughs> it sure felt like it, didn't it, though? Come on. Be,
2: oh, yeah, it really did. Be honest with me.
3: 6.43. It did feel like it, didn't it? Like, it's like, hey, all the good things you've done for the chamber, we don't care anymore. Because we've got somebody new. Okay, 643.
0: By definition, an antenna is a metal whip designed to receive and transmit radio signals within a given area.
1: It's BS in the morning on KSLQ and Westplex 1071.
3: Westplex 107.1, it is BS in the morning. And it's also 104.5 KSLQ, and name 1350 Crap. We are BS. I'm Shelly. She's Brad. Shelly, have you heard, we talked about this a little bit last week, This rash of all the car break-ins, and you heard this thing that happened Sunday night into Monday morning. No. They're hitting places where people work at night, and I did hear that. And you know, they like they talked about they've hit the Amazon parking lot, they've hit the Uh FedEx parking lot, the UPS parking lot, and then Sunday night, Monday, early Monday morning, so early yesterday morning. They hit one of the casinos, and then the same car, they see it on, on. it's like a, they sell it as a silver SUV, they see it on security camera video, it goes over to Mobapt Hospital and breaks in a bunch of cars there. I'm going like, what is going on with this? You know, and to the point where, oh. think about that, you're already working the night shift, okay? And, you, you know, and I'm not saying the night shift is bad, but it's not the best shift to work sometimes, especially like some places. Sometimes the night shift is better to work because you don't have all the BS from the front office people. You know what I'm saying? Like when I was – Yes, I do. When I worked for the police department, it was sort of nice because I worked usually 4 to midnight. That was the shift. The officers worked like 3 to 11, so we weren't switching at the same time. The dispatchers worked 4 to midnight, midnight to 8, 8 to 4. So I would get there at 4 o'clock, and the office staff would be clearing out between 4 and 5 o'clock. And it was always like, you know, oh, my God, there's, there's this, the secretary who doesn't like me, and, you know, there's the chief, and the chief, highbred, and, you know, heights chief. And, you know, and then, like, at 5 o'clock, they're all gone. It's like, okay, it's great. <laughs> and the, the one, <laughs> can I tell you this? I shouldn't tell this. This will date me. Back in the day, the secretary for the chief had a really nice ibm selectric too remember those with the ball yes okay i
2: love my mother loved her ibm selectric well matter of fact they ran a corporation on a ibm selectric and a four function calculator
3: i i when i went to when i started working on my on my master's degree i'm not bragging if i go back i wouldn't You mean the worthless one the worthless degree exactly my second worthless degree um, I bought uh-huh. an IBM Selectric two, and the sales guy from IBM came to my place and and showed me a demo, and then took my order. And like a month later, my brand new IBM Selectric two got delivered. Oh my god, I love that typewriter. Anyway, Mary Lou, our our secretary, the chief secretary, she would be so one of these possessive people that she would take the ball off her typewriter when she left for work at night, so nobody on the night shift could use a typewriter. So we couldn't sneak up to her because there's no door in her office. Her office was like in a hall, and the chief's office was across the hall. Uh, you know, and there was, it was he had, a, he, he had a locked door, but she just had. So she used to do that. She used to, she used to take the ball off her IBM Selectric too, so nobody could use her typewriter. I'm going like, good grief. And every morning
2: she'd come in and put the ball back on. Oh, man, I tell you what. Um, My mom used to use the cursive uh, ball. Yes, the smartest
3: woman in the world says best damn typewriter on the planet. It was. It was the world's best typewriter. <laughs> That's writer. true. And mine, when I bought mine, this is crazy. Um, uh, she says I had an orator ball for board slides. So did I. I. Had an orator ball, orator ball. I had to order a special. Okay, I had the self-correcting version, which had the little roll of self-correction tape, and you hit a little button. And and then, then it backs up and goes tch, 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 tch. exactly. It was great, and it remembered what key you pressed because you'd hit the little self-correction thing, and book it would back up. And and what was interesting was, you know, what I had that one when, when because the reason I did that was when I was going to college, my undergrad degree, when I was still a police dispatcher um, at night, I would always ask the lieutenant, and they were always cool. They go, hey man, if you got everything done, I would." If it got slow at night, I would work on my college papers at night. And I would type them. And, you know, think about this. Nobody even turns in papers anymore. It's all like you just send them through the portal or whatever you do. Uh, That's true. But I would turn in my papers, and I would have professors thank me for typing my papers. I was, like, probably the only guy in the entire class that typed his papers. Everybody else wrote them out in longhand. And the and one professor said to me, <laughs> i never forget this. He says, your paper wasn't all that good, but you typed it, so I gave you an A. <laughs> Like, yeah, it's all about show. It's not about content. It's about show.
2: Well, that's just like they say about food. <laughs> right. It's 99% presentation. <laughs>
3: right, right. I heard a guy the other day, pretty funny line. He was talking about, I can't remember what he was talking about. He was Oh, he was talking about, believe it or not, he was talking about shingles. Believe it or not, I'm watching some goofy video. Shingles
2: about, as on a roof, yes, or yes, as on yes. your undercarriage, right,
3: right. And it's funny. He's showing you, he's showing you how to how to repair roofs, and he's showing you how to re shingle roofs and things like that. And he shows a a you know like I don't know what you call it, like a pack of shingles, and and you know the the the, the papers all ripped up, and you know and like it's not on there, you know it's not on the real tight and the whole bit. And he goes, he goes, shingles are just like hamburgers at fast food places. They go like, okay, I got to hear this. And he says, you know how you go and you see the ads for like a Whopper on TV or like in the on the internet or like in a print ad, and it's like it's perfect. You know, the bun is perfectly aligned, and patties are sticking out, and you can see the corners of the Looks cheese, juicy right? and it, flame broiled. Right? And you go there, and it's crushed. And there's a, you know, the one of the patties is hanging off the left side, and one of the patties is hanging off the right side, and there's there's you know, secret sauce dripping down the back and the whole bit. So he shows this this video. Of This guy is an ad for GAF roofing products and he shows the video of a guy carrying like the bags, the packs of shingles on his shoulders and the packs were perfect. They were like shrink wrapped on there and then he says, now look at my bag of shingles. And <laughs> the bag was all like droopy and you know, it was a brand new bag but it wasn't on there and then he goes, now let's go back to the one for the GAF commercial and he looks at the camera and he says, Hey, you guys do roofing. Have you ever seen a pack of shingles? It looks like what this guy's carrying. And It was funny because it was true. It was like, you know, you have these. I ran into somebody. Who was that? Not too long ago that told me what their jobs was. They were a food designer. And I went, you're a what? And they go, I don't do it anymore, but I used to be a food designer. That's what they call them, food designers. Someone who, who, like, an ad agency would hire to, like, if you're going to take pictures of, like, you know, like Panera or something like that. Like, you know, once again, you go to Panera and they throw the junk on your plate, you know, and it's stuff's hanging all over the place. But yet, when they shot the, the the video for that Panera thing, oh, it's absolutely perfect, and they would do things and they would they, and, and who was it was telling me this they told me they had a little tool bag that took with them they had little spray things they had I have, actually had like a little a little airbrush where they could airbrush little imperfections out of buns and things like that i'm going like okay i've i've heard enough you know like once again you never get that burger you never get that perfect burger one day before i die i want to eat a big mac that looks just like they do in the pictures. i want to eat that big mac i've never found it yet isn't it terrible Same thing, like, with steaks. You, like, look at an ad for Ruth Chris. Even though, you know, nice restaurant, the whole bit, you never get the steak that's in the picture. You know, you never get the French fries that are in the picture, right?
2: Yeah, they never give you the French fries that are in the picture. How
3: about, like, going to DQ? You never get the Sunday that looks looks like the, the Sunday, the DQ Sunday. That's true. But you know what? what when you go to white castle you always get the white castle in the picture because that is true they're not the best pictures (laughs) they don't spend a lot of money on their pictures god i don't know you know i don't know how white castle is able to stay open 24 hours a day everybody else is closing at like eight o'clock it's crazy but they
2: also pay their people more they always have
3: you know remember the thing was it Two, three, four years ago, when the union started that deal, fifteen dollars an hour at 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 fast food places. Now they're paying fifteen dollars an hour. Now the unions go, well, now we need to unionize. Okay, whatever. You know, I mean, if you're making fifteen dollars an hour and you don't have the union, why would you want to unionize, right? And I'm not saying anything bad about the union. But see, and that's the crazy thing about it is if if businesses all around the all around the country decided, you know, we don't want to, we don't want to be non-union. They just go, "Okay, find out, you know, what are the what are the union places down the street paying?" Okay, they're paying $22 an hour. Okay, we're paying 24. So if you join the union, you have to pay a pay cut. Who would join the union, right? Nobody would, right?
2: Are they paying $15 an hour now? Oh, a
3: lot of places are. That's like to the point where there's, you know, like like there's a there's a ton of places paying 15 bucks an hour. Cuz they can't get anybody to work. That's true. That's why we've got in... Did they raise the minimum wage? I'm so behind. No, it's still where it was. But say that's why we have inflation, because that's the whole crazy thing. When you start, like the whole, God, i got to talk about this next hour. The thing with this new bill they just, they're trying to run through. You know, yesterday, the bill they talk about, you know, the infrastructure bill. You know what? Hey, put broadband in. I'll tell you a story that was told to me by one of the guys at one of the Internet companies, one of the fiber companies, and it was unbelievable. And I'll tell that next hour. And you'll be sitting on the edge of your chairs waiting, right? I will. <laughs> Where am I? i got to find myself in the computer. Hold it's 6.58. Yeah, I know. i got to find... Okay, here we are. Okay. what I time? I can't
2: believe that you took away all my drops. What time is it? Oh, I'm sorry. What time 6:59. is it?
0: 6.59. By definition, an antenna is a metal whip designed to receive and transmit radio signals within a given area.
1: It's BS in the morning on KSLQ and Westplex
0: 107.1. Westplex
3: 107.1. That song has so many good lines in it. Like when her updo goes down like that.
2: I like the whole song. <laughs> And that I is, think it's adorable
3: That is the, the non-country version of that song Even though it still sounds country Because the country version of that song Doesn't have Kesha in it The non-country version of that song Which we play has Kesha That's like a big hit I think that's like I think Ryan Seacrest You know Ryan Seacrest's show You know what they did this past week? Ryan Seacrest takes an hour off And he her- turns over the show To, to Anderson Pake, Anderson Pack, whatever his name is And Bruno Mars Hey, this is Bruno Mars and Anderson Pack, and we're here sitting in. I'm going like, okay, they're promoting their new album. Okay, I'm thinking to myself, how much did they pay for that? You know, I mean, Ander- I mean, like good old, good old. God, I need to go back. You know, what I need to find. There's this classic, classic tape of Casey Kasem when he was recording the show, and he gets mad and he goes off in this rant. It is so funny. It is so funny because it's to the point where you're thinking like. That Casey Kasem, God, that guy was perfect. He never made a mistake, and he blew this one thing. I'm thinking to myself, I never make a mistake. I make a mistake about every 30 seconds when I'm on the air, you know, but he was perfect because, once again, he records all these tracks, and you hear all the outtakes, but the one where he's talking about this dead dog, and I'm not making fun of a dead dog, but, you know, people send in a letter, Dear Casey... And he would read the letter. My dog Fluffy was the the high point of my life. And one day, Fluffy got ran over by a tractor trailer. And as a matter of fact, we it was, she was so flat we could use her like a like a frisbee. But but I want you to play a song for my dear Fluffy, who's no longer around because we played frisbee with her and and we flew her through too hard and she flew away. But we still love her. So Casey i'm making fun of it but it was so funny okay you not know, think that's funny right bravo <laughs> okay so little bit of business to take care of first off got the bell we need the bell cue the bell is it handy shelly took all my bells so i can't ring my own bells ring my bell you can ring my bell that's an official salvation army bell you can use one of those yourself. You too can be ringing that bell at stores. I was near a Deerberg's last night, and I heard the bell ringing. I drove by. I didn't. I wasn't close, but I was in the parking lot at Deerberg's, and I heard the bell ringing. I'm going like, yes, Salvation Army bell. You too can ring that bell. We need you as a bell ringer. Go to what's the what's what's the web address, Shelly? I'm gonna you know I've said it. You know I'm gonna see if you listen to what I say.
2: <laughs> I have you on mute most of the time. <laughs> I don't have you on mute. Ringbells.org. No, that's not it. It's not? It's not? No, it's registered to
3: ring.com. It's not ringbells.org. She's got the wrong... How many times have I said that on the air? Perfect example. Advertisers. Listen to Shelly. I say these things all the time. People go, well, everybody knows who I am. No, you got to drill it into people's heads. You got to say it over and I, over I, and over and over, and over and over and over and over again. Register to ring.com. That's what it is. Register to ring.com. And, it's, it's, and I'm looking at it right now. It's a cute little website. Welcome volunteers and group leaders. You, and it's got three little buttons you can press. I'm ringing it as an individual, I'm ringing with the group, and I'm a virtual ringer. So you can, and and some people say, I'm a ringer, period. Anyway, that's what you can do. And you can put that, uh, the virtual ringer is where you can actually put a, 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 you know, one of the kettles on your website, on your social media, stuff like that. So go to register dot ringcom And if you are out there and you see the bell ringers, come on, put some money in the kettle. I know people, don't carry cash with you. Come on, grab a $5 bill, go to the ATM, get a 20, you know, put that sucker, put that $20 in the kettle and we'll all feel better. Uh, you'll be helping out the Salvation Army and who helps out tons of people. Once again, my dear departed father who's been gone God, hard to believe in January he'll be gone 20 years. Um, no, 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 in, in December. Uh, he's, as a matter of fact, he, eh, he's coming up in 19 years. He was. He died on December fifteenth, two 2002. Anyway, um, my dad, who was a World War Two veteran, three bronze stars with valor, was in the Army for 40 years, four years active duty, 36. If he's not an authority on the Salvation Army, I don't know who he is. And he always said to me, don't give money to that. <laughs> Give money to the to Salvation Army. They're the ones that really get the job done. So, donate to the Salvation Army. Put money in the kettle, registered ring, and ring those bells. Right, seven ten. Okay, now <laughs> a couple things to talk about. What was I going to talk about from last hour? Something I was going to talk about. You there? I am. Okay. Here's here's the thing. Here's the thing. <laughs> now, okay. I'm going to ask you a question. How many things can you not do, how many things, let me put it the other way, what is required for you to get onto a plane?
2: Onto a plane?
3: Yeah. If you're going to fly, if you're going to jump on a Southwest flight, what are they going to ask you for before you're allowed on that plane?
2: Um, Your picture ID and your... um, Boarding pass.
3: Okay. Boarding pass. But you have to have that. Okay. And to get your picture ID, what do you have to have? you have to have a bunch of stuff including this card that the government gives you it has a number on it what's that, what's that called a real id no the the card Social security card exactly okay in the bill that in this one point used to be the 3.5 trillion dollar bill now it's the 1.8 trillion dollar bill guess what what <laughs> and if you think i'm kidding i'm going for you people who think i'm full of bs i'm going to give you a page number okay go to the bill And on, hold on, I get these ads popping up left and right. Go to the bill, and on page 1647 of the Build Back America Act, it says that there's a provision that would repeal the Social Security number requirement to obtain child tax credit. So, and why was that important? Who doesn't have a Social Security number?
2: Well, I know they're handing them out to brand new babies, so.
3: Right. So. You just sort of answered my question. When you're born in the United States now, back in the day, you had to apply for it later when you went to work. But now, when you're born, you get a social security number, right?
2: Automatically. Automatically.
3: Just like your new grand, your grandbaby, whatever you call it, your glamour baby, whatever. Glam baby. Glam baby. uh, Got a social security number. A little nugget. Within like a couple of days, don't they give you like the social security number? Like right as you're born? She just
2: got hers and she just turned them up.
3: Right. Okay. So she's got a social security number. So people. People who don't have a Social Security number are, guess what, illegal aliens, right? So in this bill on page 1,647, it says you don't have to have a Social Security number to obtain obtain child tax credits. And this would change, would explain the child tax credits of parents of illegal immigrants who don't have Social Security numbers. So they've got it in the bill to give money to illegal immigrants. I'm going like, where does this stop? you know i'm i'm sorry i mean you know and the crazy thing about it is is you if you know their story the governor of of florida is like all a twitter don't you like that a twitter because they're flying these flights into florida with all the illegal aliens at like three o'clock in the morning there's a plane load of illegal aliens that came across the, the border bang they drop them into florida and does the federal government call up florida hey we're going to put a uh, hundred people tonight. We're having a flight come in at three o'clock in the morning. hundred people who uh, came across the border. We're bringing them into um, in Jacksonville, Florida. And like, okay, what do you, why do you bring them into Jack? Well, it, it's a nice town. Okay. So they're not citizens. Nope. They're not citizens. They don't have like social security card. Nope. They don't have any ID. Nope. They don't have any shots. Nope. They have nothing. We're just bringing them in and we're just dumping them into Jacksonville, Florida.
2: I'm like, well, we don't j- dump them. Well, they are dumping them. They're kicking them off the plane and say, "Hey, good luck. See you, bye." Yeah, I'm sure they're compensating them in some way. <laughs> they're probably giving them money. Is that what we do? <laughs> right? It's like, it's like, see, here's, here's five thousand dollars.
3: I have read numerous articles about this. Now, it's to the point where it's not even like a secret anymore. There are people from all over the world who have money they talk about this has gotten to be a big thing in India because most Indian people don't want to live in India. They want to live in the United States. Okay, let's just be honest. And once again, as my friend years ago said, hey, you know this doesn't apply anymore because you know they stopped the border fences. But he says, you know why they've got border, the fences on the border? It's not to keep us in. It's keep the other people out, right? And to the point where, think about that for a minute. Does anybody want to jump in their car and drive to Arizona or New Mexico or Texas or California, you know, stop their car, you know a mile north of the bar- border jump in there you know put on a backpack and go to Mexico I'm going to Mexico I don't want to, I don't want to live in the United States anymore I'm tired of this US stuff I'm going to Mexico no it's the other way around so the goofy thing about this is that now they're essentially putting it into the bill and it's like this bill earmarks like I think 22 billion dollars to be given to people with no social security numbers I'm going like no hold on a minute now you know I mean, like, you and I, like, I'm going th- through something right now. You don't know what I'm talking about. I'm going through something right now, and the reason I'm not going to talk about it is because I'm not through the journey yet. I got challenged by somebody. I won't say who I got challenged by, and I agree with them. They said, hey, if you're going to talk the talk, walk the walk. So I said, okay, fine, I will. So you don't know what I was doing last week, but last week, two or three days, I'm applying for a job, Okay okay i'm applying for a job and you would not believe what i've had to go through and the interesting part of it depends
2: on what type of job it is well
3: the interesting part of it is
2: what what type of job is it
3: i can't say yet but i'm applying for a job and is it
2: a sit-down job or is, is is it in the restaurant industry what
3: i'm not saying yet because i haven't gotten that far yet but Here's the interesting part of it. One How of could the, you not get that far? No, no, because I'm I have, because I got 42 steps I have to go through. That's what I'm saying. It's like ridiculous. I have to get an I nine. You know what an I nine is? No. An I nine is this goofy thing where you have to prove you're an American citizen. Okay, now you he, have to get that. Yes, I have to get an I nine. Now here's why. Where, because that's their stupid requirement. Now here's the goofy thing. Okay. You don't have your real ID yet, right?
2: I do not have a real ID, no.
3: Earlier this year I got my real ID. And if yes. you go on if you go online, there's a checklist that you have to go through. Okay? There's a checklist you have to do this, you have to have this, you have to have that, you have to have that, you have there's like five different categories. You have to have some of them you have to have two, one of them you have to have one, you have to all these different things. And when you get all your paperwork together, You go to the the DOR office, and you submit your uh, stuff, and they they do the vision test and all that kind of stuff, and then you get your real ID, okay? So I have a real ID now. I've proven that I have all the stupid documents. Now, here's the interesting thing. To get my I-9, I have to present my real ID plus the same stupid other documents. I'm thinking to myself, and I said to the lady because she's talking to me on the phone, I go, "Why do I have to get an I-9? I've got a real ID." "Well, we have to, it's our procedure." I go, "Well, in order for me to get my real ID, I had to have everything on this stupid page from the I-9." "Yeah, I know." "So, doesn't it prove the fact that if I've got a real ID that I've already given you and the it's the exact same cha- checklist. In other words, everything that I had to present for my real ID, they're now making me supply in addition to my real ID. So, in other words, I've already showed them I have all these stupid things, but yet they're saying, "Oh, you got to show them again." Now, here's the crazy thing. Back in the day, you'd go to a location and you would fill this out, and somebody would witness this and they would sign off on your I 9. Well, but no, because this particular organization is still working from home. So now what you have to do is you have to get a friend or family member to attest to the fact that you have all these documents. So I would say to you, hey, Shelly. Meet me today, I gotta show you all my documents, and you gotta sign a form that says that you met me and that you personally inspected these documents and I have all these documents. Is that the goofiest thing in the world or what? It's a little odd, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and I'm going like I, and the lady says to me Well just and she, I said to her First off I don't have any friends She goes well then Family member uh, My kids won't talk to me anymore. First
2: off I don't have any friends
3: <laughs> right. she, says, she says Is that
2: what you said right. to her? <laughs> I said that
3: to her I don't have any friends
2: Are funny? Well, no but
3: But I'm going like Okay this is so ridiculous Because of the fact that First off How could I get my real id without having these documents i gotta show them again and then i said to her i said there's no place i can go there's no government agency where i can go and she says you might be able to go to the post office now i'll have now once again i will go to the post office and see if that's true but i have to show up someplace and like for example she said that it would be legal for me to meet you and with this stupid I-9 form, and you look at me, and you go, okay, Brad, let me see you your social security card. And I show you my social security card. I'm thinking to myself, I could just make up a friend. I could just say, hey, my friend, Jim Smith. I met him in the parking lot at White Castle on Thursday night. And I could just say, check, you know, Jim says, yeah, yep, Jim's got all this stuff. I'm going like, how ridiculous is this? And then, And then I have to get, ready for this? I have to get fingerprinted.
2: Are you applying for a job with the crown? No. Hi, welcome to Burger King. Would you like fries with that? No.
3: I have to get fingerprinted. I've already been fingerprinted for my concealed carry thing. You know, once again, all you knuckleheads out there who didn't get the training. You know, and and here I am, Mr. Libertarian, right? And this is the one thing I do agree with. If you're going to carry a weapon, if you're going to carry a concealed weapon, I think you should have to take the class. I, I i
2: agree with that i just I think, think you should have to take the that, class that's the worst thing they could have done right was take away concealed carry requirements
3: i, I agree with 100 percent. and once yep. again we've talked about these knuckleheads walking down the street with their guns on their hip you know once again if you're in a bank and the bank robber comes in and you're the customer and you're there with a gun on your hip who they shoot first you! <laughs> you know, because they know you got a gun right just one of those things and you know once again i mean i i get it you know it's like well I can open carry. Yeah, you know what? And I can I can pass gas in public, but I don't do it. You know what I'm saying? Wasn't that funny? I well, I don't
2: it. know if that's necessarily <laughs>
3: accurate. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. It's important. It's like it's like I don't get it. Okay, now now <laughs> here's bonehead move of the century. Okay, yesterday in the Kyle Rittenhouse tri- uh, trial. Okay and I don't believe I saw this and I heard this on the radio last night so it must have been true and I actually had to go online and look at the picture and sure as you know what here's the picture of this knucklehead prosecutor when he's doing his closing arguments you know what I'm talking about no i don't i don't know if he if this is the actual gun or it's like you know the gun that Kyle Rittenhouse during his closing arguments he picks up an AR15 and points it at the jury.
2: No, he did not.
3: Honest to God, I'll show you. I'll look at go to Fox News right now, third story down, and it and it's titled "Clown Show." Rittenhouse prosecutor's bizarre actions and closing argument raises questions. Okay, first off, a you go. This guy's never gone to gun training class because what's like there's there's three rules of of you know of of weapon or three or four depending on who you go what's called good. Yes. but one of them is you never point at anything you're not prepared to destroy or kill. So, in other words, if you raise your weapon at somebody, you had better be ready to pull the trigger. I mean, you know, but that's the whole point. You don't raise your weapon unless you're absolute positive last chance, okay? Plus, he's got his finger on the trigger. It's like, once again, firearms 101. You never put your finger on the trigger. Does he even know if it was cleared? Well, once again, who knows? I mean, I don't, but here's the picture of him. I mean,
2: let me see. Two words. Alec Baldwin.
3: (laughs) Well, you know, here he's got, you, you know what? That's a great point. Right after the Alec Baldwin thing, you got a knucklehead prosecutor who picks up an AR-15 with his finger on the trigger and points it at the jury. It's like, dude, what are you doing? I'm thinking to myself, if I would have been on the jury and the guy, they would have had pictures of the guy stabbing somebody to death and, you know, and and the, and are like shooting somebody. And the prosecutor puts up his gun and points it at me. Innocent, not guilty. I don't care if they had pictures of the guy shooting somebody. Innocent, not guilty. You know, move on because stupid thing i mean like and, and once again this guy gives you know gun owners a bad name because he doesn't understand you don't do that kind of stuff you know it's just like one of the things that you just don't do it's just like you know with shelly you just don't drive down a highway at 120 miles an hour but yet she still does it you know i do not
2: do <laughs> that brad <laughs>
3: here, here, my here. car well,
2: i can't afford the gas in my car if i drove like that all the time
3: okay Here's, here, here's the first article in the Fox News talking about, talking about once again, interesting journalism. Kenosha County attorneys Thomas Binger and James Kraus were figures in a clown show, in, in quotes, of a prosecution against defendant Kyle Rittenhouse, most notably with their overt lack of basic understanding of firearms, gun rights advocate and radio host Dana Lesh said Monday. And she, she used to live right here in St. Louis. Anyway, <laughs> he aims this gun at the jury. I'm going like, dude... What is your problem? I mean, I, I heard, like, once again, I didn't believe this when I heard it last night. I go, there's no way he did. You look at the picture. Go, go. You, you got your phone there in front of you? I do. Go to Fox News. It's the third story down on on Fox News right now. If you go to Fox News. And it's all over the internet. It's not just the Fox News. It's everywhere. Because they had cameras in the in the courtroom and the whole bit. And go down. Okay, you there? Tell me when you're there. Hold on. It's just, like, it's just like, how in the world and once again you know i get it in a courtroom you can bring weapons in because they are evidence I, I don't know if this is the actual gun that rittenhouse had you know they took that gun away from him, obviously he doesn't have it anymore okay you there yet
2: um yeah
3: um third story down
2: oh my goodness yeah see what the i'm saying show? see what i'm saying oh my goodness
3: his fingers on the trigger He's got his yes, cheek, he he's got his cheek up against, you know, what they call the cheek yes, weld. He he's, does. he's got his cheek up against the butt of the gun. He's aiming it at the jury. I'm going like, "Okay, this is stupid. This guy needs to
2: I don't even know what to say.
3: It's you thought I was making that up, too. I mean, and look, and No, I, I
2: didn't think you were making it and, up. And look That's at the, one of the times when I
3: actually believed you. Look at the look on his face. And you were speaking the truth. I mean, he is ready to fire. See finger on the trigger the whole bit, see that? And, yes, I do. And your point is, how do you know he cleared the weapon? You know, and if yes. you know what that means, a semi-automatic. You 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 essentially you you pull the action back. Whatever you know, people are going. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Anyway, you pull. The, if it's like it's it's different in an AR-15 because it doesn't have a technically it doesn't have a slide like it does on a on a semi-automatic handgun. But there's a charging handle in the back of the gun that you pull, and 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 then there's, there's a bolt lock. You can open the bolt lock. And what you're supposed to do is on a semi-automatic to make sure it's clear. You pull it back like on a pistol. You pull the 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 slide back and you look in the chamber to make sure there's nothing and typically you always never have a a a magazine in there as well too so no you drop the mag you pull the slide back you look in the chamber you look down the barrel to make sure there's nothing in the barrel by you know by sheer coincidence there couldn't be something you know, there's nothing in the chamber there could be one in the barrel you look down the barrel and then you say clear and if you hand it to somebody like if i'm going to look at a gun in a gun store the proper procedure is the guy Clears the weapon, hands it to me, and then as the customer, I check it myself because yeah. that's the rule. You always check to your own satisfaction. Even though yeah. you saw the guy right across from the counter clear that weapon, you get, when he hands it to you, you do the same thing. You pull back the slide, and once again, you don't point it at him when you pull back the slide. You pull back the slide, point it down, yeah, you, don't you know, point our, it our him. up at the ceiling, whatever. You know, you're, still, you're not muzzle sweeping anybody. You check the, how does he know this weapon was cleared? I'm going like, yeah. God. Bozo the Clown. Okay, and you know what? You know what's interesting? This guy's a prosecutor. He'll probably now he'll run for state senator, and then he'll probably run for for our, you know governor, and then someday he'll run for president. And he'll remember, I'm the guy. And he'll
2: probably win, <laughs> right?
3: Because oh my god, he's such a great prosecutor. Remember when he pointed that gun at the jury members? Oh my god, that, that was so was good. That like, <laughs> was like I don't know. Okay, next break. We're talk, worthy. We're talking about we're talking about Danny Thomas. Okay,
0: seven twenty-seven. About who? Danny Thomas. Oh, okay. By definition, an antenna is a metal whip designed to receive and transmit radio signals within a given area.
1: It's BS in the morning on KSLQ and Westplex
3: 107.1. Westplex 107.1. It is BS in the morning. I'm Shelley. She's Brad, and uh, this is a Tuesday morning, 7:33. Weather's coming up. We'll have weather from our very own meteorologist. What's her name again, Shelley? Jennifer Wojcieszke, and she's good at what she did. Oh, uh, at what she does. Okay, couple things. The smartest woman in the world says it's Kristen's birthday today. You don't know who Kristen is, do you? I don't. Kristen is a young woman who started working for me years ago at the original KSOQ, or no, at the at the current version of KSOQ, um, and she was in high school at the time. And Kristen always had a goal that she wanted to be. You ready for this? A funeral director. Okay. And and she is now a funeral director. She's a very successful funeral director. And <laughs> she had long black hair and the reason I mentioned it because one day she decided to she was going to show me and keep in mind at the time she was like, I don't know, seventeen years old, she wanted to show me her tattoo. I'm going like, I don't know if I wanna see this. Here I'm her boss and she's seventeen. She's gonna show me her tattoo, okay? So, she takes her hair, and she pulls it away from the back of her neck, and she turns around and shows me, and on the back of her neck, there's this Latin saying, uh, tattooed in the back of her neck, because you can't see it, because her hair, she's got long hair. So, in other words, her hair is over her neck, unless she pulls her hair up, and I don't remember exactly what the saying is, but the saying in English is, never forget you're human. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting tattoo for a funeral director. Or at least at that point in time a future funeral director have on the back of their neck. Anyway, um so happy birthday Kristen. Wonderful lady. Her parents, wonderful people. Her mom is a character. Um her mom is one of these people that Shelly you would love Kristen's mom. You would love Kristen's mom. That's all I can say. She's one of your kind of people.
2: She's one of my peeps, huh?
3: Yeah, and 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 at least my opinion, she don't take no crap from nobody, if you know what I'm saying. Um, Also, uh, I've been corrected by the smartest woman in the world. She says he didn't actually uh, point the gun at the jury, but he swept the gun across the court, which is probably worse. (laughs) So that means
2: at one point in time it was... Aimed at the judge.
3: Well, I don't know about the judge, but the people in the courtroom, so he's sweeping. Once again, it's called right. it's called muzzle sweep. You don't do that. You don't point it at anybody. You know, up in the air, down on the ground, not at people. Vertical, up, vertical, down. Horizontal, no. You just don't do that. And you don't stick your finger on the trigger, once again. Okay, also, smartest woman in the world says go to the police station get fingerprints. I don't think they do that anymore. And I'll tell you the reason why is because years ago, when you couldn't get a concealed carry license in Missouri, but you could get reciprocity, believe it or not, you could get a concealed carry license in Virginia. And I actually called the Virginia Highway Patrol, and they sent me out the packet and the whole bid. And at that point in time, they told you to go to the State Highway Patrol, and I think that's who you have to go to. I don't think you can go to a local police department. I think you have to go to the State Highway Patrol to get the fingerprints. Um, Anyway, she says, yes, they do. Although, and I saw this yesterday. You know who's at the Rittenhouse trial up in Kenosha, Wisconsin? Who? Who? Pinky and Stripes. Are they? Yes, they were on news yesterday. Pinky and Stripes are at the at the trial because of the fact, remember, they got nailed for, you know, pointing guns at people. They got thrown, you know, almost thrown in jail over that. Remember when... when yes, they did. When? P- remember we met them? Remember that one? So, yes. And she didn't look anything like she looked. I mean, am I kidding or what? No. It was like when I first saw her... I girl, don't
2: look anything like I... I do when I step out of the house. Well,
3: but remember when we, you know, you see the picture of her, he looked just like he looked, always looked.
2: Yeah, she most looked, men do. She
3: looked like nothing like her, The you know, infamous uh-uh. pictures of her pointing the gun at people. You ever seen that one? Well,
2: she also was having a barrage of <laughs> of uh, people
3: attack her. <laughs> Have you ever seen the picture where somebody put the Hamburglar head on her?
2: Yes. Yes. <laughs>
3: sorry it's funny you <laughs> know we're talking about you know the, the hamburglar who's now gone oh by the way you don't know who it is you know who called me the other day who you don't know him but nick my old buddy nick who
2: the one that owned the mcdonald's down in the south
3: well yeah spartanburg south carolina and and he's the oh, guy he's that,
2: the one that has the jfk
3: exactly exactly yes and and i told him this is a weird story uh years ago i did some business with the guy and interesting character i mean he's and he's really a sharp guy god talking about this man who's just no it's just like sharp as attack. it's amazing to talk to him he's got a memory like stuff he's a jfk assassination assassination freak i actually he's a jfk freak but he has an exact replica of the limousine that jfk was killed in in dallas the exact and he's been in all sorts of movies he's been in tons of movies he was in the jfk movie that oliver stone did in the whole bit okay but he also used to own McDonald's restaurants. So my son went down to do some business with him, and we go to his house. He takes us to his house, and he's got this huge, monstrous house. Must have been like five, 6,000 square feet. And the basement was monstrous. The basement alone was probably 3,000 square feet. It was just monstrous house. And he's got all his McDonald's stuff in the basement. And there in the basement, not one, not two, but three park benches with Ronald. You know when I used to be in front of all the restaurants uh-huh. with Ronald, and you'd sit down, and Ronald would have like his hand around you. You'd sit next to Ronald, and Ronald's hand was around you. And he says to me, "Hey, you want one, Brad?" And I go, "Well, I don't know if I can get it on my truck because I have my truck full of stuff. We we're delivering some stuff to him." And he goes, "It's yours." We can... and he even says to me. Now he says to me, he, sa- well, he says to the other he says, "I can't believe you didn't take that from me." He says, "You could have rented a trailer. You could have rented a trailer. You all take it back? They're going for like ten thousand dollars." Yeah. I mean, I'm like oh my Because once again The clown's gone Ronald's McGone. All the all the, His gone. Get that He's gone. Did you know when I said it? His little sin I said he's McGone. He's
2: McGon. He's McGon. Yeah. McGon. <laughs> yeah
3: Ronald and all the other figures Are gone so no more clown. Remember, I told you they sold Ronald's van down at, down at, uh, down at the McDonald's in yes, Washmo. Yes, down was, in Washmo. It was sitting in the parking lot for sale. You know, yeah. And I asked Gus Beff about that at Waffenburg. Oh, yeah, we sold it to him. And then when they got rid of the clown, they decided to sell the van. It was Ronald's van. Okay.
2: So what did, what did your friend have to say?
3: We'll talk about that tomorrow. It's pretty interesting. He's an interesting guy.
2: You, you would
3: you would love to meet him you know once I again I would
2: love to meet him once
3: actually. again he makes money by taking this exhibit around and he's got this really cool stuff really cool stuff all these memorabilia from JFK the limousine all sorts of other things and he's got a whole history lesson about JFK and you know is you know he how he was born and you know World War Two all that kind of stuff. But he was starting to really get back into doing his shows again. And then the COVID thing hit, and they canceled him. He was at this yeah. casino with that casino. Yeah. So he hasn't done a show in a while. Okay, Aww. so so the other day, as I do, I'm looking up stuff. And don't ask me why. I'm looking for Marlo Thomas, okay? Yeah. And I'm looking at Marlo Thomas. And you know who Marlo Thomas is? You know what I'm talking about? If you I w- do. I think her shows are on, what's the, sh- what's the channel? Is the TV Land still the show that runs all the old the old, is that gone? Is that because I haven't had cable in a long no, time. No, TV
2: land's not gone,
3: it's still there. They're still they run all the old shows. And what's interesting because now a- I can talk about Beaver Cleaver to my kids and they actually know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah, I watch yes. them. them in TV land because what's interesting, all this old TV stuff is like amazing new stuff to the kids nowadays. Oh my god, I saw this incredible show called The Jetsons. Yeah, we grew up with the Jetsons, right? Okay, so yes, we did. I'm looking up Marlo Thomas. And then I ended up on Danny Thomas's page. And yes. you know what's interesting? You know how we got into St. Jude's Church? I mean, St. Jude's Hospital? How? His real name is, you know what his real name is? I can't even pronounce it. He has four names. His first name is Amos. His middle name, his first middle name is Muzad, M-U-Z-Y-A-D. His second middle name is Yaqub, Y-A-Q-U-O-O-B. And his last name, Karouz, K-A-I-R-O-U-Z. He was born in 1912, died in 1991. American actor, singer, nightclub comedian, producer, and phil- philanthropist whose career spanned five decades. Okay? He was doing ads for various products. You know, a Maxwell House coffee and stuff like that. Yeah. And then he did a PSA ad for St. Saint Jude's, Saint Jude's Children's Research Hospital. And... um uh, and, he, and what he decided, and, and after he became a successful actor early 50s, his wife joined him and began traveling to the United States to help raise funds to build St. Jude's Children's Research Hospital. He helped build that, okay? And then he went on to, he said, he would say to people, no child should die in the dawn of life. Now, what's interesting is, do you know, and I didn't know this, and I read this further about him. I got in, I went into the rabbit hole with, with Danny Thomas, and I learned all these things about it. Do you know, and I'm thinking to myself, I need to you know how people have certain saints that they believe in? You know what I'm saying?
2: Yes. Yes, I do.
3: Saint Jude is my saint. Cause you know why? <laughs> do you why? know do you know the background of Saint Jude? I do not. Wait till you hear this. And <laughs> when I read this, I thought to myself, okay, say here I get the official definition, so I won't screw this up. And you'll think I'm making this up. If I just told you what I think it is, I'll read it exactly what it is. Um uh, where is it you, you just type in saint jude and you get saint jude's uh saint jude uh, saint let me see if i can do saint if i can find that hey, here, there it is right saint jude is the saint of lost causes
2: <laughs> yes
3: that's why he's that is true that's why he's my saint saint jude is my is my saint he's the saint of lost causes and uh, patronage among some Roman Catholics. St. Jude is venerated as the patron saint of lost causes. This picture stems from the belief that few Christians invoked him for misplaced fear of praying to Christ's betrayer, Judas Iscariot. I don't know my bar Bible that well, even though I'm a minister, because of the similar names. Major Shrine. And he's, his full name is St. Jude Thaddeus. T-H-A-D-D-E-U-S. The uh, smartest woman in the world's blowing up my phone. Um... um TV Land still exists. Loved Rosie. Desperate cases. Okay, so desperate causes. So he's my saint because I'm a desperate cause. Don't you think?
2: I think that he's <laughs> he takes care of you.
3: I think he should take care of me more. To be honest with you, maybe I wouldn't be so desperate. But but and and then the other thing was, who did we talk about the other day? When and and I found out that I, I can't remember who I God this is terrible I should have written this down, but remember we were talking about somebody, uh, one of the famous stars who's no longer with us and and turned out that he started he was one of the people that started Children's Miracle Network. Who was it that we're talking about? Do you remember? I don't. I go back and look at that. Um, he was one of the creators, and I'm thinking to myself, let me see if I can find that next break. So anyway. Yeah. St. Jude is the saint for lost causes, and that is why they named the hospital after this. And if you if you read the statistics of St. Jude's Hospital, it is amazing. And believe it or not, I used to do business in Memphis. I've actually been, I actually parked my car one day because I heard about it, you know, so many times. I drove by it, I got off on the highway, I went in, and I actually walked through the lobby of St. Jude's Hospital, and it's pretty cool. And the amazing things they do there. I mean, and you know, there are people out there. And I was lucky enough, my oldest son was born dead. That's a whole other story. But now he's this healthy, monstrous kid. You never believe had a tough life, tough start when he started. But, you know, having spent way too much time in the NICU at the baby factory at St. John's because my son was in there for three weeks when he was first born. I know what it's like to experience that with my own kid. But even more so, see the parents come in. Some of these preemies and some of the other ones with, you know, certain birth defects. It's like, God, how sad is this? You know, and and yet there's somebody who cares about them, and that's the St. Jude's people. Right?
2: That's absolutely correct.
3: 746.
0: By definition, an antenna is a metal whip designed to receive and transmit radio signals within a given area.
1: It's BS in the morning on KSLQ and Westplex
2: 107.1. Jerry Lewis. No. Jerry Lewis is EMD Telethon.
3: Westplex 107.1. It's Justin Bieber with yet another hit. He just keeps cranking them out. It's 752. This is BS in the morning. I'm Shelly. She's Brad. By the way, don't forget, if you would like to register to ring to the uh, Salvation Army bells, that's exactly where to go to. Register to ring.com. Ring the bell. There goes. We need bell ringers for the Salvation Army. Real easy process. You can re- r- register to ring individually as a group or virtually. It's all right there on the website. Check it out, register ringcom Also, you got gutters this time of the year. leaves falling off the trees. getting your gutters. Your gutters don't work. Water backs up. Ruins your soffit. It freezes. Ruins your roof. Ruins your roof. You need <laughs> the gutter duck. And the guy will come out. Matter of fact, he won't come out. That's the interesting thing. He'll do everything by video you don't have to make an appointment with him you just call him on the phone the consultation phone. he goes outside with you take your phone you show him the gutters he gives you an estimate and then he can come do the job check it out text him at one 800 duck that's 636-800-DUCK or just text your name and phone number to 636-800-DUCK what is that 2825 something like that I can't remember what it is. Anyway, you figure it out. Text your, your name and phone number to 636-800-DUCK, and they will take care of you if it's just a little repair, if it's cleaning, complete new gutters, gutter guards, they do it all. It's the gutter duck dude. Check them out. 636-800-DUCK. You can call that number or text that number, whichever, they will take care of you. Okay, I'm a stupid guy. The world's smartest woman reminded me of this. Remember I saying I couldn't figure out who the person who charted, started Children's Miracle Network was? Uh-huh. We had him as a guest two weeks ago. It was John Schneider. Bo Duke was one of the founders of the Children's Miracle Network. Oh,
2: okay. Can you believe that?
3: Along with Marie Osmond and somebody else, I think I think somebody else. Um, um, I think it might have been, I think somehow or another, him, Marie Osmond, and believe... Dolly Parton was involved with it as well, too. I'll have to go back and check that. But he was one of the guys that came up with the idea, and they were the ones that started the Ch- Children's Miracle Network. Isn't that amazing? Yep. I mean, here's a guy that, look at that guy's life. You know, I think to myself, I've done crap. I have done anything in my life. My life's dull and boring. I look at a guy like, you know, John Schneider. What did he say? He was 19 when he got on that show. Can you imagine that? Being 19 and being a hit TV show? You know, and, and all the women, oh, my God. You know, everybody wanted Bo Duke, right?
2: And he, yes. And he's <laughs> actually of the generation where um, he didn't whine because he actually had to work.
3: <laughs> you saying that the current generation whines?
2: What do you think?
3: I'm not going to say. I'm not going to say. You know, although, you know, there are certain jobs that are really, really, really hard to find somebody to do. And you know what those is? One of my friends told me the story. Uh, he had a piano that his daughter wanted to learn how to play piano, and the piano they had was out of tune. So he called a couple different piano tuners, and nobody, nobody could tune it right. So he went on ICAG, and everybody said, you need Mr. Oprinocity. And they went, who? Oh, my God, Mr. Oprinocity's the best. So he calls this guy up. He says, hey, I saw you on Facebook, one of the Facebook groups. You're the world's best piano tuner. He says, I am. I'm the world's best piano tuner. He says, "But I have to tell you, I only do it once." And I went, what do you mean? I said, "Once I tune a piano, I don't know have to do it again. It'll be like that for the rest of my life, rest of your life. It'll stay in tune because I have a special procedure." So the guy comes over, tunes this, my friend's piano, gets it all tuned up, and it's perfect. So this guy goes out and buys another piano, and he calls Why? it Because it was because because he wanted to learn how to play piano. He's got one for his daughter. He'd bought one for himself. So once again, okay. it's not in tune. So he calls up Mr. Opernockety and he said he says, Sir, I'm sorry, but I told you I only do it once. And he says, Well, this is a different piano. And Mr. Opernockety says, No, I'm not going to tune that piano. And the guy says, Why not? He goes, Because Opernockety only
2: tunes once. <laughs> Dad joke. <laughs> oh, you're funny. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're really not, though. Why do you keep on saying you're sorry? Because you should say sorry, not sorry.
3: Shelly and I had a fight last week. You know, I was married for 24 years. I've had more fights with you than I had with my wife when I was married for 24 years, okay? We had a fight last week because she didn't like something I played. So now she's mad because I won't play any of her drops anymore. I'm
2: not mad. I'm not
3: playing any of them anymore. The only ones I'll play, I'll play the ones that aren't Shelley. I'll play like this one. We'll just, we, we, this is our, This is Bob who listens to the show in India. Shelly,
1: what's this BS about being a grandma? Don't you know you can't say that anymore? You are a grand
3: person. Yep.
2: I'm a grandma. Some days you're the pigeon and some days you're the statue. It's just life.
3: I got to send you a picture of my one car. Okay. I, I have never seen more bird poop on a car than my one car. I'm gonna send you. Matter of fact, hold on a minute. I think I, I think I took one already. That's
2: funny because if you wouldn't have played that drop, right. I would have actually said it because that's something I, I've said my whole life.
3: Okay, wait till I send you this picture. Okay, let me see if okay. I can find it. Let me see if I can. Hold on. Let me see if I can find it. Hold on a minute. I've, I'm, I'm gonna send it. We gotta get off the air in a minute anyway. So, da da da, da. Where is this? Uh, I can't find it. Darn it. Where is it? The blue
2: bir- bird of paradise really laid it on you, huh?
3: Uh, Okay, hold it. I'm going to send you here. It's coming to you right now. Okay, ready? Yep. This is the hood of my car. Okay, I'm going to tell you right now, you have never in your life seen more poop on a car than what's on the hood of my car, okay? And this is just the hood. You should see the rest of the car. Showing, okay. Where are you? There she is. Okay. It's on his way. Okay, you should get that picture any minute now. So
2: basically, you were underneath one of those entire live flocks of birds right after they took off. Is that what you're telling me?
3: Look at the picture, and tell me if you've ever seen more carp more more bird poop in a car than that. If you have it yet,
2: did you wash your car?
3: No, I haven't washed my car.
2: Of course not. I never
3: wash my car. Do <laughs> you got the picture yet?
2: Yeah, I have to say that the boys at D- oh my god, <laughs> is that the worst or what? <laughs> Oh, it, oh, I... Uh, uh, wow. <laughs> no
3: kidding. <laughs> that, that, it, have you ever seen more poop on a car than that?
2: No, <laughs> I have not.
3: You're even somewhat That's, stunned, aren't you?
2: <laughs> yeah. With a lot of seeds.
3: It is unbelievable. I'm... It, unbelievable. Wow. I'm, I, I I looked at it. I mean, it happened in one day. One day I go out and the car is not problem. Next day I go and go, you know, I get in the car and I go, oh my God, what's wrong with the windshield? It looked like I couldn't see. I will go like because if you look at it, that's just the hood. You can see the windshield is like the same way. So I get out of the car and it looks like, it looks like a thousand birds have pooped on my car. Am I kidding? It does. <laughs> it's horrible. I'm going to put that in Facebook today. Okay, we got to get out of here otherwise the computer's going to grab me any minute and take okay. control of the station. Have say goodbye, Shelley.
2: Hey, goodbye, Shelley. Peace and I fly.